up, guys? Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome to another interesting episode of the Introvert Supercast. We're here today with the lovely beatbox Don. Hey, hey, hey. And I'm, <laughs> I'm the unidentified <laughs> funk octopus, Shoctavio. Yeah, that song was pretty funky. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Ton? Oh, nothing much. You We're know. celebrating. You know what? Well, I guess we should start off on a positive note. What is the positive note? Oh, well, you said we were celebrating. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> Valentine's Day. I thought you were going to say something else. I was, but we'll do that after. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Really? Will you be my Valentine? <laughs> yes. Valentine? Valentine. Will you be my Valentine? That's weird. That's a weird word. Uh, but uh, yeah, so um, uh, we have we share two different, uh, I guess, thoughts on the whole thing. I like to i i uh, get got you some. What did I get you, Ton? <laughs> you got me some Lego flowers. I got you the freshest, the dopest flowers. Yes, yeah, so you got me because um, Tito had got me the um, flower. Okay, one year, or not one year, it wasn't for Valentine, he just got them for me last year, I think, mm -hmm. and then he had showed me the Bird of Paradise one, I was like, oh my god, that's so cool, yeah. but um, I didn't expect it, and you picked that up for me, and then you also mm -hmm. got me the little sets, because Tito also got me like the roses and the tulips, mm -hmm. um, and it, all, it comes with three of each, yeah. so it's kind of like, even if you put in a small vase, you're like... Oh man, like more. if you just need one more set to make it like a little more full mm -hmm. or fuller. Huh. Yeah. And then, so you got me the tulips and the roses, which is really cool because I could complete like, you know, well, I mean this, they're not, you know what I mean by sets, but make them look really nice, right? Yeah. Like a neat little bouquet. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. And then you got me the sunflowers also. Yeah. Those look really neat. And then you also got me, because <laughs> yeah. those were really cool. But then I also, you got me this thing I've been wanting. It's just, it sounds silly, but I really, really wanted it. And it's one that I had on my list. And it's a binder to hold all of my um, Animal Crossing Amiibo cards. Because it's really hard when I'm trying to like look through them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going through them in stacks, trying to keep them in order. And they just don't stay in order. So this will be really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like the flowers uh, because... For those of you that have given flowers or received flowers, um, where are they now? They're dead and gone and forgotten probably. But uh, the Lego flowers, they live forever as long as you don't break them and step on them. But I, I think that's so neat because it's kind of like they will be there wherever you place them forever. And it's like, when did you get those? Got them for Valentine's Day. You know what would look really cool? You know that little end table that I sent you last night? Mm -hmm. That would look so cool on top of that. Yeah, with a little little vase. The the Bird of Paradise. A vase. Oh, yeah, that would look good. Yeah, the Bird of Paradise Legos are really cool. Yeah, because so. then you also build like a pot for it. Mm -hmm. And then inside, like instead of um, rocks or grass or whatever, they're like little Lego pieces. Yeah. Yeah. It's really neat. It is really cool. I and like it. And then Ton got me... See, there was a skin that I wanted so bad. I'm I'm a Reinhardt main. I'm a one-trick Reinhardt. My Reinhardt. And um, so I wanted this skin, but I didn't want to buy it. Because you just feel like a fool when you give them extra money for a skin. And 
you could only get this skin if you went to like BlizzCon or something. I don't know. And but you can buy this still like uh, it's called like the heroic pack or epic pack uh, from Blizzard. And the epic pack is forty seven ninety nine. Used to be fifty nine ninety nine. And the heroic pack, uh, it's now on sale for thirty one ninety nine instead of thirty nine ninety nine. So I wanted the skin, but I wait. Just, hmm. So it was on sale for how much? Thirty one ninety nine. Oh wow! See, I, I know I got it for you. I just don't know how much I paid for. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the um, got the skin. I paid like thirty five dollars. You paid thirty five dollars for my skin, <laughs> and I put it on last night, and I but, felt so incredible. Well, hold on a minute. So it's a heroic pack. So I that's a, a pack. What else <clears throat> came with it? I don't, I don't, I don't came with so it stupid, did come with stuff, but like for other games that I don't play like oh. wow and Diablos. Okay. Cause Diablos. And, um, I wanted the Reinhardt skin. Yeah. It looks whenever I'm fighting with, with the posse, I, I look for a Reinhardt cause then I look and I'm like, me and this guy, we're going to dance. We're going to square off me and this guy right here. And when I see the skin, you kind of you kind of know the level of the person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when you see like a Mercy with the breast cancer awareness, you're like, oh, this person knows exactly what they're doing. You know what I mean? But if mm-hmm. you see like a Reinhardt wearing a default skin, you're like, look at this. Look at this dude. So I got this skin. And every time I see this skin, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to fight this guy. <laughs> and usually when you see that Reinhardt, he has a golden hammer. So that's a little intimidating. So Yeah. And I don't I I don't agree with you when you say that about you feel silly giving them money for a skin where I'm kinda like, how many years have you played that game? <laughs> the, the worst thing about it is that I've been playing this game for how many years and I've still Oh, one trick runner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying with how many hours of entertainment, all my how friends, many years, um, that's all I'm saying. Dude, I'm the weakest link. I am like, I'm the handicapped character. I would be if I was playing. Dude, Rena is sick. Fedora's sick. Butter is sick. Sin is sick. Zemzem. Toast, Toast got better. <laughs> I'm like... Uh, hey, I'm the tank. Hey, Gusto, get behind us. <laughs> <laughs> but I love my skin. I love my skin so much. I was wearing it yesterday. I just wanted to hear compliments. So I got you an outfit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but see, I, I this is what's really hard about getting you anything is that you're a very difficult person to get something for. And I'm like, I hate having to do this, but I'm like, Gusto, what do you want for Valentine's Day? <laughs> And I'm like, that's all you picked. I'm like, really? Well, I don't so really, I don't really need any. I don't really want or need anything. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of like, I, I have the things that I, I enjoy doing. I have them, so I don't really, I don't want like action figures. Well, I don't want like um, music. I have all my music on Spotify, and I have all the video games that I want. So I don't need. Maybe some buffalo wings. I like some. Bu- <laughs> I know I always make um, chocolate-covered strawberries, mm-hmm. white chocolate, though, because mm. anytime I make the milk chocolate, we just don't, all of us don't like them. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. I don't get it. Um, but people normally like chocolate-covered. We like the white chocolate-covered strawberries, and I always make them ourselves uh, or myself for us. It's like a, a tradition. And then it used to be a tradition where we would always do chocolate-covered strawberry. I mean, yeah, That's strawberries, so- and we would do wings <laughs> 
Remember? Oh, I love I love wings. I'm a wing guy. But you're gonna make the wings. Yeah, I'm making the wings t- today. Because mm-hmm. we would always them. order them, mm-hmm. but since you have the smoker, we're like, hmm, it's gonna taste yeah. amazing. Mikiang, wait. Um, but also, also Horizon. Oh yeah, Tong got me Horizons, uh, the new Horizon game, which comes out Friday. So I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to play uh, Eloy again. It's a great game. I like Isn't it Alloy. Yeah, I guess so. I thought it was. I felt. I felt weird when I said Eloy. I was like, "You yeah. say Eloy? Maybe isn't that your uncle's name?" That's Eloy. Oh, close enough. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's like Nani, Nana, Na, Na, Nalu. Uh, I don't yeah. know. But um, yeah, so I've been media blackout on Horizon. I completely. I did what I did for uh, the Last of Us. I did media blackout. I did that for Horizon. So I don't even. It's like Horizon Lost Worlds, or I don't know the name of it. I don't care. I just cannot wait to go hunting for dinosaurs, like robotic dinosaurs. I can't wait. And everyone says it looks pretty, and I've seen kind of stills of it, and I'm like, I just can't wait to just run around this world and just kind of just dive in. Oh, man, so excited. And then the 25th, the Steam Deck comes out. Oh, my God. I don't know, <laughs> yeah, that's I don't know gonna what to do myself. That's going to be so exciting. I don't know. Yeah. I, I cannot wait. I can't wait either. Oh, and guess what pictures are coming up on our Echo Show today? Avita pictures. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it didn't, I think I got it a couple of days before it released. Yeah. A week before it came oh, out. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. two weeks before. I don't Was remember. And I saw the pictures and I'm like, oh, it's just time, you know. Sad. Yes. Good <laughs> memories. I love yes. the PlayStation Vita. Uh, but this week, I also, we completed our Amiibo collection. Yay! So you need the Halo. We got the, the Poochie Amiibo. It looks so cute. It, is it very was cute. so hard to get. That one, the price started just going up, and I was like, oh no, I missed it. The train already left, but I found one person that had it, and I, I go, wait a minute. Is this person, did he open it? Realize that sealed, it was worth more? Because the only ones I keep sealed are the, the, Yoshi, uh, the ones. Yoshi ones because mm, they the have yarn. yarn. Mm hmm. And it's they'll collect dust and mm-hmm. just kind of. And Ray was like, "Isn't that what yarn is?" <laughs> yeah, yarn is just like little particles and dust all mashed. Together. Oh, I am like what a dust collector. I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> so those are the only ones that are sealed. And the person was like, "I asked him. I said, hey, you said new in box. Have you ever opened it?' Because he they took pictures of the side of the package, and I thought mm, maybe it's because to kind of say, oh, it it looks open, but it's not open." So I messaged the person. They go, no, it's new in box. And they didn't ship it. It took like four or five days to ship. And I got worried thinking, oh, man, they're going to they're gonna get me. And they're going to say, nope, never mind. I changed my mind. I'm not going to sell it to you. So, but it came in. And I was like, oh, my gosh, the complete set. We have everything. You know what you sounded like? Hmm. Al's, Al's Toy Barn. Did <laughs> you just call me Al? Al's toy farm when you're like look look and then if he only had his hat <laughs> it was you <laughs> whatever <laughs> but yeah we have all the amiibo every one of them except the monster hunter ones mm-hmm. and those I refuse to get because those are expensive before they became rare so they're like $25 per amiibo and now they're like $100 oh per amiibo and I'm like nope you say no now, <sighs> but you also said no about the Yoshi ones before and the Pikachu, um, Detective P- Pikachu 
<laughs> um, so you've said that before. I don't know. I think maybe once you start collecting all of them, you'll be like, but I only need those. Well, look, this is, this is, they look so amazing. I just love looking at them. I just need to take pictures of all of them. I don't like the spacing on this. Well, the bottom ones, those, those are the fire emblem ones. So I separated them because oh. I don't want to have the smash and the fire emblem ones together. So I separated to show those are the four for the fire emblem franchise. And those are the Smash Brothers ones. And then those on the upper right-hand corner. They're still all weird spacing. Why? It's because they move. Remember, we went over oh, this? Oh, because they of They slightly the... move. I don't know if it's because we open doors and shut doors or oh, the AC. No, I think that shifting. they kind of come to life when we're asleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, and then awesome. they, like, have a whole, they use this a real Smash podcast Brothers table. Yeah. For the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, oh, so well. that's, that's what happened uh, this week. For you. For, for me? What do you mean? I think we need a car update. Okay. I was going to go over that because it's like, so we spent all this money on the car and then it started happening again. So we took it to another mechanic because it's still, a, it's a nice car. And I'm like, part of me wants to throw it no, away. It was the same mechanic that did the alternator. Yeah. And we took well, it back and said, it's still happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's still a nice car, but part of me wants to throw it away, but that's st- stupid because it's a nice car so we took it to another mechanic because this guy's like i can't fix it but if you give me more money i'll fix it and i said forget it so we took it to another mechanic and he goes uh he put his little machine on it charged us some more money and then goes ah, we don't know what's wrong with it <laughs> so then we just took it to the dealer and said hey fix it and the dealer's like we ah, see no problems with it <laughs> and uh so here they charge us again the diagnostic. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, we're going to take it back. But if it breaks down. But my heater guys, is working now, though. Yeah. The heater so started. It could have been. started working. They said that because one of them was like, I think it might need a firmware update and, you know, whatever. And only the dealership can do that. And then when we took it to the dealership, they said that when they run diagnostics, It'll once they the plug firmware. it in. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that fixed it. Because now the heater works, everything seems fine. When I come roll into a stop, it's it doesn't sound like I should be scared. For now, hopefully, <sighs> we never have to speak of the vehicle again. Yeah, because I'm a cheap guy. I do not want to buy another vehicle. I'm just cheap. Like mm-hmm. I call it frugal. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very very I frugal. Think, I don't. I don't think it's that we're frugal. I think we we're strategic. Yes, this is a video game that we're playing and we're winning. Knock on wood. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. We're currently beating these bosses. So, but... Um, we don't want to get like an expensive car and... Yeah, I don't want to live like people where they buy these ridiculous cars and they're living like... Like, uh, I like to have funny money. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And then my dad, he used to build cars. He used to race cars. So, the the thing is, is that I can't... Since I know how much they depreciate, yes, I can't imagine getting. You know, I, know, I always tell you, I'm like, oh look, I love Range Rovers; they're so cute. But would I ever get one? Yeah, no, no. I, I don't, <laughs> I'm good. You know, I, I'm so it'll be cute for frugal. a I'm like, couple of years. <laughs> I don't want to buy. Uh, I want a Tesla truck. That's the one. I'm like, if I could hold off mm-hmm. the Tesla truck, I really, really, really want it. But at this point, I would rather have podcast equipment all these studio things that we have and second fridges in the garage and all these crazy yeah, <laughs> sono well, speakers and i i like having ridiculous things rather than going dude 
I have my car that's depreciating. A Range Rover, but this this bologna sandwich is the bomb. (laughs) (laughs) The bomb. (laughs) All you got to do is add some hot sauce on. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yuck, yuck. But uh, yeah, that was the update on the vehicle. So hopefully the vehicle just just everything just was back to normal. Um, so yeah, that was our weekly wrap up. Oh, why do I keep pushing that button? <laughs> I, why don't you risk it? Re- you redo buy? it. I don't know. I just, I do like that tune though. It's a great tune. But, uh, this one here, Ton, today. I know what we're going to talk about. Uh. You're going to repurpose why Microsoft needs a new personality and no, just kidding. What do we do with Microsoft? <laughs> No, no. This one's going to be a little different. More okay. of me bloviating rather than, <laughs> than, than getting a... Well, you can definitely... I want to hear your opinion. But um, I've been uh, reading, listening to a very, very good book. I picked it up as I wait for Reggie fils book. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's by Jason Schreier. It's called Press Reset. Mm-hmm. Now... I love that title. I love the book. At first, when you read, you know, the book and you go, well, this is about, you know, the studio's closing and you crunch time. And I'm like, we all know that. For those of us that love the industry, you know, we already know how it works. And it's it's a sad industry. It really is. Um, And it's slowly like everything's what it used to be. It's things are completely changing, like. Uh, from the websites to the journalism to even the way games are being made now. And um, so when I saw the book, I was like, I don't need it. I I already know this. I don't need it. But I like Jason Schreier. Uh, He's like the last real journalist. So I was like, you know what? I don't mind helping him out. Picked up the book. And I'm glad I did. Because they go into... (sighs) Well... They go into like Warren Spector. Warren Spector, mm-hmm. um, he made System Shock. Um, he made uh, the Mickey one. He made Deus Ex. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yep, he yep. made Deus Ex, and that's known. Like that's Elon Musk's favorite game. It's mm-hmm. released like two thousands, mm-hmm. I think. And um, so he was teaching in Austin. Cappy, I think, took a class With by him. Warren Spector. Yeah. Oh, it, I think. I think I remember him. Yeah, I think that. I remember picture pictures of Cappy and Warren Spector. I think oh, I I'm pretty sure. Um, but it talks about it goes in depth because I love the book so much because Ton and I we were we were attending these events and stuff. So during that time, uh, he was making Epic Mickey, and mm-hmm. he talks about his voyage where you know they always. These guys, these directors, these producers, they always they're always thinking about games and game ideas and stuff. So it goes into that. And then when you hear the struggle of them having to pitch these ideas, you know, to the people that have money and then constantly getting like, Oh, we'll we'll get back to you. Oh, yeah, we'll we'll get back to you. And they just they're constantly hearing that nonstop. And these are artists. It's just mm-hmm. like a painter, just like a, a band. Well, it's different because a painter can just paint what they want to. And here, it's something that's a much larger scope of a project yes. that they need the backing, they need mm-hmm. the help. And it's mm-hmm. like, please let me create what, you know. Unless you're like Toby Fox or like mm-hmm. the guy from Cave Story. Right. One mm-hmm. guy making the one indie game or like Notch. But Notch even had like a team of like 20 people making Minecraft. I was even thinking 
like filthish and stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But that's the dream. These guys are like, we want to make that game and become millionaires, you know, and then like it's it's done. And then, but you hear the struggle, the struggle with Warren Spector, and you're just like, it it starts hurting. Heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then where he gets so pissed off because they're like, after Epic Mickey, and I, I beat Epic Mickey. We had it. Oh, it was so um, good. Yeah, and it, the camera was the worst part mm-hmm. of that entire game, the mm-hmm. camera. And so they had to make Epic Mickey 2, and they were like, we envision the game being like this. And, you know, they're like, no, that's not what we want. And, like, to the point where Warren Spector throws the Wiimote across the, <laughs> the room with the Disney executives, and they're just like, this, this is terrible. This is horrible. And and I remember I, I didn't pick up Epic Mickey 2. Yeah, yeah. And then it goes into Ken Levine. Yeah. And we talked about it in the podcast, how we he is. We talked about it, what, a few podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sure enough, after <laughs> I read Which this. makes me sad. This part, <laughs> it was chapter two. You're like, wow, all this is true about Ken Levine. And they talk about the struggle. Like, Ton loves Bioshock. Mm-hmm. When I remember her telling me, like, the story, and she was just like, she had that epiphany going, oh, my gosh, it's Would You Kindly. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, what, what, what? And yeah. so she's telling me, I was like, wow, that's brilliant. Yeah. That is brilliant. And, I mean, how was I when I met Ken Levine? Oh, yeah, you were gaga, gaga for Ken Levine. But I, I feel bad for, like, Bill Gardner. I know. Oh, and, and he's such a sweet, him and his wife, they're and, so sweet. And see, these are the things we don't know, like, the struggle for them to make this game, him, Bill Gardner, start up Irrational Games and have their game, you know, being taken away by uh, 2K Marin. 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 Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, ah, and how do we envision, you know, our Bioshock? So they make Bioshock Infinite and the struggle of them making it to just, I remember vaguely because, it, I mean, when you're doing this kind of stuff, you hear so many different stories, but mm-hmm. I remember the turmoil going through the the making of Infinite, mm-hmm. and we're just like, oh, there's there's problems at the studios, problems at the studios. I don't remember that. And you start reading this book, and you go, oh, oh my gosh, where they'd been working on it for years, and it still wasn't even a playable game. Yeah. Uh, until Rod Ferguson mm-hmm. came in, and you know helped put it together, and it's like I didn't like that game. You, I did. I did like it. Um, it wasn't the original Bioshock. It, it didn't hit me um, the way it did the first one. But there were a lot of really uh, cool things like the siblings, uh, twin siblings and stuff like that. Like it did have some elements in there that you're like, wow, this is this is really cool. But it just wasn't like the first one. Yeah. But mm-hmm. this book, it goes into like a lot of personal stories where they, you know, these families they're people are these employees are trying to start a family trying to get a house Mm -hmm. they get a house then they lose their job because the studio closed down and then it's just like back and forth and it's just you just hear this and it just it was making me sick to my stomach because you're just like you know when people play the last of us they go this is a brilliant game oh neil Druckmann, you're you are a god neil Druckmann. neil Druckmann, everything he touches gold it's not neil Druckmann. It's everyone. Mm-hmm. And if one part doesn't work, the whole thing will fall apart. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of gross when people go, oh, it's... The one person. Yeah, because it's not. It's not. And it's like, 
you hear how Ken Levine was, you know, making infinite. No, not until Rod Ferguson came in mm-hmm. and said, here, let me play. Let me, what do you guys have to play? Like, we have nothing to play. What? You've been working out for how many years? You have nothing to play? That's crazy. It's nuts. That is very crazy. And I've never, I never heard that Rod Ferguson put this game, you know, together. Like, right. You know, I had no idea until you were telling me and I was just like, you're telling me this whole story. I, I still need to listen to it. I don't want to start listening to it and then make it make you lose your spot in it. Yeah. So I'm kind of letting you go through it first because you got an audible. Yeah. Um, I still would like hard copy if um, I'm sure he has it for a hard copy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I you know it. me and my. Yeah. It's the smell of the books and all that weird stuff. But if you only knew what I did to the books before you smelled them. I fart on your bar so gross. <laughs> but, you know, I, and I'm, I'm reading about these stories where, you know, the studio shuts down, they, they go to a bar, and they're just like, hey, let's, let's go celebrate. You know, we're all friends. And they go and party, and they're crying, they're laughing, and, and they're just like, it was the best day of my life and the worst day of my life. And it, it's just, it's so heartbreaking when you hear these stories. I'm like, I'm so glad I bought this book. And... I'm so glad I'm opening my mind, you know, to how these games, what's involved when you play these games. And, you know, we always, Ton and I, we always purchase indie games. Mm -hmm. I love purchasing indie games, and I I love voting with my wallet. So Platinum Games, they'll release a game, and I will buy it, even if I don't play it. Even Anarchy Reigns, even the Ninja Turtles, even Transformers, uh, even that Avatar game they made. We like Platinum Games, so... Mm -hmm. I want them to continue to make games. And when you hear these stories of, you know, when the studio breaks down and four members make an indie game, and you heard of the indie game, you remember the indie game, but you never bought it, and how they all just kind of broke up and started doing other things, and it breaks your heart. And you think of Michelle Ansel from Ubisoft saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit the industry. Ubisoft. Yeah, and I'm going to go work with animals or something. And you're mm-hmm. like, why would he do that? And then you hear this, you go, yes, no this is why, you know, he left. And I I have a different perception of the industry where people mm-hmm. say, I want to make video games. I'm like, why would you want to do that? I know, right? Why it, would you ever want to do that? Well, that's why I feel bad for like the teams like, let's say, you know, CD Projekt Red, where the last thing that they published or released was um, a mess. Yes. Because you can't just blame the devs. You can't. Mm-hmm. There was something that happened. Oh, yeah. That, it was during COVID, during that whole... Well, that too. And it, and it could also just be like a little hiccup with miscommunication with something and something here and something there. There was so much going on at that time. And for everybody to just bash it, it drives me crazy. Like, I know we laugh about certain yeah, things. I have but two copies of CD of their game. They're still wrapped up. They're still wrapped, but we still bought <laughs> but we did, them. yeah. yeah. And, and I'll buy the and, PS5 version. Or and I even Xbox told you, I'll buy it. I'll play it. I promise. I'll yeah. play it. And I'm like, I'm so busy. But a lot also, they were talking, they all like Warren Spector, even Ken Levine. Mm-hmm. They don't like, when they make a game, like they don't want a time like, oh, this game's going to come out. Mm-hmm. And I get it. This game's going to come out on October 25th, 2022. No, that's not how it works. It, that, it's, it's hard to. But they, I get it though. They have to have deadlines for the stockholders. And yeah. Everyone. It's a scrum process. Like I get I, everything you're telling me. I'm like, it's scrum, totally scrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it's like if they don't, then they kind of start dating themselves. I know. 
And then also, like, I mean, you've had games where it's like, then there's a whole new console out, and then you're like, oh, well, now you got to redo the whole thing. You know what I mean? Well, it's funny you should mention that. What's Ken Levine's new studio called? Ghost, Ghost Something Story Games? Yeah. He's been working on that game since he finished Infinite. How long has it been? Do they have a, a vertical slice to play? I'm no, just kidding. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what do they need? Rod Ferguson? <laughs> And uh, so you see, like, Bill um, it's, Gardner. It's so sad. I, what did Bill just, Gardner say? No, he's he's working. He's still working. With uh, his wife, right? I think he was the one that was working Oh, working yeah. with his wife. And mm-hmm. Deep her, End the, Games. Her name's Anna? No. I don't know. We just announced Romance Sylvania, a thirsty Metroidvania where you play as Drac on reality dating show. <laughs> <laughs> who did he did he did yeah oh that's funny i didn't I yeah so but it's it's a great and i know you have to kind of be into it's this isn't just enjoying playing video games this is kind of like being a little crazy or a fanatical a little zealous about the industry amy, um amy, uh, amy henning no. no no i'm trying to it's bothering but, me it really is a very good read. And if you're passionate about the industry, I recommend you pick it up or tell others about it. Like if you meet someone that really, really loves video games, tell them about it. It's Jason Schreier's Press Reset. It's uh, it's a sad, I'm on chapter three, I think. And I'm like... We need to hurry up so that way I could hear it or I'm just order me, the, out. order me the book and I'll read it. <laughs> But that's that was a round table. It just really impacted. It, it hit me. Uh, didn't hit me home because we're not in the industry. But I really felt for these people. And now when I see indie games, I'm like, let's just give them $10. Let's do crowdfunding. Well, well what's kind of crazy, too, is that, I mean, when we were, like, in the industry with, like, the news and everything, even that aspect of it saw a really big hit. Yeah. So it's, like, a lot of different aspects. It's not just the devs and stuff. It's, it's just, I think, the sign of the times, you know? It's it's kind of like, and I know it's it's really ugly when people say fake news, but you know how when you see the news and you're like, kind of like everyone's kind of seen, they have these salacious titles just to get you like excited. Like, like, like oh, people are dying. Go, oh, what? People are dying? Oh, there's a war. Oh, what? There's a war? Where? Like, they never say, hey, things are great. Things are going to get better. That's not what they want. They want you to go, oh, gosh, am I dying? Is my friend dying? Oh, is there a food shortage? Oh, who's getting sick? That's what they want. And that's what the, the video game industry, they're like real salacious clickbait mm-hmm. titles where you read it and you go, oh, I get it. I know what you're doing. Yeah. You want me to read this. You're not really, you're making it real, you know, sneaky. Oh, and that drove me crazy. Like I did not like to put clickbait titles on my stuff. Yeah. and it's I, so annoying. I still remember <laughs> Jason Schreier because he was... He was always getting news mm-hmm. and there Oops. were some developers talking and they go, there's some sneaky press. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, F you, whatever. And they would call him that sneaky press. And that's what he's known. For. <laughs> he's known as a sneaky press. But uh, yeah, so pick up that game. The, bu- <laughs> the, the book. book. <laughs> <laughs> and tell your friends about it and uh, spread the love. What are you buying? What are you selling? What are you, <laughs> <laughs> what are you playing? 
What are you playing? Your face was so intense. <laughs> That's an intense voice. What yeah, but playing? it didn't come out. What are you selling? What are you playing? That was know. good. That one was good, actually. Um, <sighs> I tried to play a little bit more of Arceus this week. No, you're I not really it. tried. I I don't know. I don't. I think the whole thing with the car this week again. I was just exhausted. It was just. Yeah, so it was a, it was a week. Animal Crossing over and over. And well, over. that I have to do my my dailies like like duh. Maybe that's what's that's maybe that's why you're exhausted. All maybe the time. because I start playing it and I'm like I'm tired. I'm falling asleep now. <laughs> yeah. So I should do Arceus first. No, because I okay. So I started playing Arceus last night, right? And I think I had to go find mushrooms. I'm still at the beginning. This is so sad. <laughs> I was like, okay, there's a side mission to get mushrooms. So let me look for mushrooms. I'm like, Zion, where are these mushrooms? He's like, they're like right there, like around you. And I'm looking around, like, I'll go where? I don't know, like somewhere around you. And I'm like, I was going around looking for mushrooms, looking for mushrooms. And I started dozing. So I was like, forget it. Saved it. Turned it off. That's all I did. Wow. All I did, I was catching the same Pokemon that I already had. Um, I fell asleep looking for mushrooms. <laughs> I really tried, but yes, I have been doing my dailies um, because uh, the festival, I don't know if you pronounce it as festivale, but I would say festival, but there's an E at the end, and that's Pave's, um, he's the uh, peacock that comes around and has this festival, and he has you catch feathers to trade them in, so I think um, that's going to be coming up, and right now they're selling special items, and you get one a day um, in Nook's Cranny, so I've been making sure that I get that every day. And then you can go customize it at Harv's Island and make it whatever color you want. So turning mine all pink. But that's all. I <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, cool story. That's all I've been doing. Uh, I've been playing uh, Sifu. Oh, right. So you did play it? How is yeah. it? Um, It's such a cool... Like, as I'm playing it, I'm thinking... Okay, well, well, here's the thing. I enjoyed back in the day Double Dragon, mm -hmm. uh, Final Fight, um, you know those those beat 'em ups, uh, Ninja Turtles, stuff like that. But it's really hard to translate that, uh, you know, uh, now because that format gets real stale. Mm -hmm. We're just walking around going, psh, 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 you know, punch, 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 yeah, kick, yeah. kick, kick, grab him by the hair, flip him over. Next character, punch, 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 oh, kick, gosh, kick, kick, yeah. and then a boss, jump, kick, kick, kick jump, kick, 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 grab a knife, throw the knife, you know, so that it gets a little stale, but mm -hmm. I love beat em ups because maybe because I'm old and I remember the good old days, right? So I don't know if that's what it is because I played those back then and I look, go back to them and I'm like, mm, not my jam anymore. It's not well anymore, but they were great back then. Yeah. But you're saying you're old and you can go back and play them and me, I'm like, no, I'm good. Mm. So. I mean, for the most part. The moment I grabbed Sifu, I felt like I was playing like a modern version of one of those. Like, the graphics, uh, they don't, they look good. They're not mm -hmm. amazing. But they're like, um, they're uh, not like polygons, but just like everything's real kind of sharp. The mm -hmm. face and everything. Artistic though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But nothing's real detailed. Yeah, there's no, there's not a lot of detail in the game. To but me, graphics don't have to be like. 
yeah, realistic, amazing. As long as it th- there's an artistic element to it, then yeah. I really love it. It's totally like that. Okay, but when I'm playing, I'm like, oh yeah, this is like Double Dragon. I get it. So you're just you're doing kung fu beat 'em up, you know, mm-hmm. parry, you know, kind of like Batman Arkham City, where you're like, oh, you ain't gonna hit me from the back, gotcha. And you're just it's it's fun and it's kung fu. So I'm like, every game, these beat 'em up games that I dream about, right? They should be made with this. Okay, so concept. It doesn't get all stale. No, because and then sometimes the the game will go sideways. Where oh nice, like two D. Uh, not 2D from Facts of Life. I was thinking but, that too. <laughs> but 2D. And so it brings like a, it changes the monotony, you know? Right. And then you're learning more moves. So you're like, ooh, cool, look at this. Oh, and then you'll see like a counter and you go, I'm going to jump over that counter. Woo, I can. Oh, look, a bottle. Oh, I can grab the bottle with my feet. You know, mm-hmm. too fast. And then I throw the bottle and crack him in the head. I'm like, that was fun. Let me find another bottle. I'm running around. Oh, look at this broomstick. Like, it's lots of fun to beat up people with, Bats with broomsticks, uh, with bottles, with just random or kicking a chair. You know, there's a chair in front of me and there's a guy coming at me. I'm like, that'd be cool if I could kick the chair. I, I can kick the chair towards him. <laughs> you know, and it's just, it's neat because it's Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. And we haven't had a Ninja Gaiden, uh, Tenchu, uh, Shinobi. We haven't had a game like that uh, f- for a while. I can't remember the last one. What, Mark of the Ninja? But um, this is a, it's a fun beat em up and, and it's, it's crazy here. This is the part that I don't like. I'm not good at video games. For those of you that think I'm like a prodigy, I'm not. But when you die, like I think you start out at the age of 20. You die and then you're 22. Well, when you start, you have no facial hair, right? And then you die and it's just, you're 22 now. So you're two years older. And then you see kind of like a five o'clock shadow. And then you're playing, playing, playing. You die. You're 24. Oh, weird. Oh, I have a mustache now. Weird. Like you. You're aging as you're playing the game. What? So it's. They're cr- not like reincarnated because. Just, yeah, no. You'd... It's just a, just a fun element. Mm. Wherever you die, you don't restart the whole thing. You start, you start from there. Mm-hmm. Like it starts over, but now you're 20, 26. Oh, that's so weird. And then you're 28. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, I'm 30 years old. This is kind of weird. Because now I have like a beard. And I'm like, oh, crap. Now I'm 36. <laughs> yeah, so then you're, it adds that <laughs> yeah. stress of, I'm I like, got to beat it before, die. <laughs> before, I die. before you really die. <laughs> so I'm playing and I'm like, I think I was streaming and I was like, oh, I'm 50. I think you die at 60, I think. And I was like, oh, no. But that's young. Yeah, but you can't do kung fu at 60. I don't, I don't My remember. dad was doing backflips on our trampoline at 60. <laughs> no, hold on. Yeah, I think Hold was right. he? Yeah, it's 60-something. Yeah. Uh, but it's <laughs> it's actually a really cool game. I'm really enjoying it. It's an indie game. So thank you, Jason Schreier. But uh, no, we always purchased indie games. But it's an indie game that's going to be forgotten because Ellen Rings is coming out. Horizon's coming out. There's a lot of things coming out. So if you guys like beat-em-ups, like Kung Fu, like the Wu-Tang Clan, <laughs> but uh, pick it up. It's a cool game. Uh, it's really neat. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. So, and I do like these. Uh, if you like the beat-em-ups. I think that's all. I'm, I'm playing Overwatch. I'm playing with, with the squad. What time? What happened? No, it's like nothing related at all, so. Oh, oh okay. So, yeah, I'm playing uh, Overwatch uh, with the squad, and 
I saw leaks of a new character, like a female character, which really looks really cool. I don't know if it's any. For Overwatch? It's, yeah, I don't know if it's any. Uh, if there's truth to that, I just saw Rena tweet it and I looked and go, whoa, that's like a female junk rat kind of like. It's just, I was thinking about Terry Crews and then you bring up another character and then that brought up Terry Crews too. But I was just thinking about that motorcycle thing you said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had seen it, but I didn't know that was Terry Crews. That's yeah. all. But, um,. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. I think that's all. I don't think I played Mario Kart this week or Smash Brothers. I think I just played Overwatch and Sifu. But yeah, that's all we're playing. All right. This is episode 68, right, Tone? Mm-hmm. It's the 13th of February, and we got some news. Uh, I'll start things off. So, you know how everyone's having their shortages of, uh, what are they called, semiconductors? Yep. Well, Nintendo president uh, Furukawa has now said that the situation is starting to impact the company's gross profit due to the increased costs. So now, remember, we always wondered, like, how come Nintendo? Nintendo? Yeah. But uh, (laughs) during Nintendo's uh, financial results briefing last week, since Nintendo had a huge week, um, Furukawa explained that the rise is gradual and there will only be a small impact this fiscal year. However, if costs continue at current levels through next fiscal year uh, as well, then we would expect hardware profitability to decrease. Uh, So correspondingly compared to this fiscal year... (coughs) Oh, sorry. Someone's walking by and our cameras went off. Um, So it also brought up how the Switch OLED, the new Switch... Um, has a lower profit margin, of course, because it's newer tech, I guess, compared to the standard Switch Lite. So I guess they're finally starting to see. The good thing, though, Ton, because I always wondered, you know, with this inflation, everything is going up in price. Uh-huh. Um, we haven't seen that with consoles, which is a good thing, right? Yeah. Sony raised their price before the inflation. <laughs> their games are now 70 bucks instead of 60 so, gosh, remember when they were 50? Um, back in my day, bread used to be 99. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, do you really, I mean, I figure it was going to hit at some point, but do you think they were kind of saving that for when they had a low, uh, like low sales? Nintendo? No, Nintendo, they're just killing it. They're just saying like. But it's not as much as what yeah, they maybe anticipated. Yeah, because maybe their, whatever they use for their Switch Maybe it isn't, um, you know how I think like the, the newer consoles, that's the new tech that maybe everyone's using. And I'm thinking, I don't know, I'm stupid to this. Maybe Nintendo's like, well, we're finally seeing a little price increase, but not too bad. We're still, we're still doing good because this was during the, their financials. So they're, they're talking to all their investors right now. Uh, but they also said, um, they were asked about what percentage of their users Purchased the Animal Crossing New Horizons Happy Home Paradise DLC during its financial results briefing. Uh, because last week they had a, uh, what's that called, Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, while President uh, Furukawa didn't go into specifics, he did share some notable information. According to um, what he shared was digital sales grew enormously in third quarter. And one factor was the Animal Crossing yeah. New Horizons add-on content. He also yep. mentioned that Smash Brothers Ultimate played a big part as Sora was released during the oh, that's final right. DLC. That's character right. Game. 
And I think um, Happy Home Paradise came out in November, November 20th, if I'm not mis... I could be totally wrong with the date, and I'm thinking March 20th, the release date. Uh, but I believe that re- came out end of November. Yeah. 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 Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I have a very lengthy one, and there's only it's only because there's so much to unpack with this one. Um, I'm trying, I'm going to try my best to kind of just give the main meat and potatoes, but there's so much good stuff on this one. Uh, we have talked about this previously, but, um, Marty O'Donnell and, and Mike Salvatore, who are the original Halo music composers, they are now suing Microsoft over some unpaid royalties. Oh, wow. It gets so messy. All right. So we all know that O'Donnell was recently found in contempt for the use of the Destiny music. I remember that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was on his YouTube channel. Yep. And he had composed that he had composed. But uh, before we dive into the story, I wanted to point out that um, the pair had filed this lawsuit before that had happened. It was filed back in June of 2020, where um, they're suing Microsoft, right? Okay. Um, whereas Bungie had served O'Donnell back in April of 2021. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, you can hear more about that, um, that part with the whole destiny and everything like that on um, our previous podcast in episode 50, where we talk about it in great detail. Um, but for now, O'Donnell and Salvatore's lawsuit brought six causes of action against Microsoft. Okay, so it's breach of contract breach of fiduciary duty to develop the royalty income in a joint venture, breach of duty to act in good faith and fair dealing, failure to provide an accounting partnership, unjust enrichment, and tortious um, interference. And I had to look up tortious. I, I had no idea what Is that, is that what a Pokemon? That it sounds like it, right? That would be a really <laughs> cool name. Um, but no, it has to do with tort, which is a wrongful act. Uh, not including a breach of contract or trust that results in an injury to another person's property, reputation, and stuff like that. Um, So O'Donnell and Salvatore's lawsuit, okay, I already talked about that part, but they alleged that they tried to get clarity from Microsoft over the unpaid royalties, and they were unsuccessful. So apparently at the get-go, O'Donnell and Salvatore under, they were working under O'Donnell Salvatore Inc. Uh, They created and licensed the Halo music to Bungie, and then that deal remained intact even when the company was bought out by Microsoft in 2000, right? Oh, interesting. Yes. So, so they it, had a, an agreement prior to Microsoft coming mm-hmm. in. Yes, I think it was in 1999. I, it'll get to that. It's either 98 or 99. But So Microsoft's uh, counterclaim with this whole thing is that they're seeking um, declaration that the Halo music qualifies as a work for hire. And as a result, Microsoft qualifies as the author of that work. And the pair are like, uh, yeah, no, it was always a licensed deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what we did with Halo is what they say. With the first Halo music ever that was written and recorded in 1999 for the first time, wow. it was licensed to Bungie and Bungie didn't get bought by Microsoft for over a year. So this is all alleged. I have to point that out. But in May 2000, O'Donnell became a Bungie employee, and he was working as the studio's audio director. So this is where it gets even messier, okay? Mm -hmm. So 1999, they compose it. 2000, Microsoft buys out Bungie. And then that's when um, O'Donnell starts working for for Microsoft, right? Yeah. 
So they remained independent, even though he was working with them and is still working at um, O'Donnell and Salvatore Inc. O'Donnell also remained part of, of them as well. Very messy. Okay. Um, another part I kind of wanted to go over. You know what's unfortunate is we were watching uh, Hulu the other day and there was like a lot of like famous actors and they were all humming the Halo theme. Is and it the like, chant? Uh, they, they wrote that. Yep. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I wonder if I always, I always, I remember Marty O'Donnell because of these songs and I loved mm-hmm. him so much that I'm like, oh, Marty O'Donnell, I wonder if he gets a cut from this. And these were famous <laughs> people. It gets, it gets, <laughs> oh gosh, it gets better. So, um, doesn't get better. It gets worse, I guess I should say. Um, so it was still owned by them and licensed to Bungie under this whole contract. So 10 days after he became a full-time Bungie employee, he became a full-time Microsoft employee. And then on the day of signing the employee contract, he said, I wrote this addendum on the back where you're supposed to. And I said, by the way, the Halo music is up and uh, up to what? The Halo music up to now is licensed. It's owned by O'Donnell Salvatore Inc. And I'm an ASCAP, which is American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. He says, I'm one of, you know, an ASCAP. Wait, no, let's just say ASCAP composer. I've heard that acronym. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the way that it needs to be going forward. And they were just kind of like, they didn't understand what that meant. So they're like, you know, let's go ahead and we'll deal with that later. Yeah. So let, let's put this Move. on the back burner. Yeah. And he's like, I told them, look, what you bought was a license deal for the music. They never had an internal composer who wrote the original music as an employee. So this was all new for them too. And he was like, hey, if you guys can't handle this, no harm, no foul. I'll go back to Chicago. And, you know, maybe I can freelance this stuff. I don't know. But they said, okay, well, we'll let you do ASCAP music. Is it called that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And we'll deal with the license later. Okay. So, you know, so on and so forth. But he was also, he says that he was segregated from all the other people. And he was like into one little room uh, with with Microsoft uh, business guys and attorneys. Um, and he they wanted him to explain what he was talking about while the attorneys were there. But oh, they man. still didn't, they're still like, we'll deal with it later. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then, so he he kept trying to revisit the situation to deal with it, but Microsoft never really wanted to. And I think it was just kind of they were in over their head; they didn't understand it. And they, it they which you're maybe too far into it, where they're like, "If we ignore the problem, it'll go away." <laughs> I don't know. Well, and he never wanted to make a big stink about it because he wanted to keep his job at Microsoft. So he tried to get the sales numbers of the soundtracks and downloads on Amazon, iTunes, and YouTube, but they wouldn't provide that information to him. Yeah. So then it's kind of like they would give them a check, but there was nothing that it was tied to. Yeah, like, oh, here's some money. Yeah, But we're not showing you what we're paying you for. Where it's going to. Here are the numbers. Here's this. Here's that. Yeah, these, it was listened to this many times, and this is why we're paying you this much, where... If, let's say, someone listens to it twice as much, maybe the check would have been twice as much as well. Exactly, because they didn't know how much Microsoft made on anything. Yeah. And and I don't think they really knew how to tie it to anything. 
Um, but then Microsoft went on to, to do um, or to re-record the music. And then they wouldn't give credit to Marty or Mike. Oh, that's um, terrible. Yeah, it's awful. And, and he says, I mean, part of our contract even said, if you're going to re-record any of our stuff, you need to contact us. Talk to us about it or give us some sort of information. We've heard nothing. Look at Halo Infinite. That first trailer that came out and the announcement of Halo, you saw Master Chief's leg come in and the piano went, gung, gung, gung. I can't do it. Yeah. You can do it. Um, which not only did I write, but I played and I fought for back during 2007 Halo 3 days. Um, but he said that, uh, or actually what I'm kind of wondering, what would happen now? This is where my dumb brain is like, I, I don't know this aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So what would happen now? PlayStation is acquiring Bungie. How does that all that work now? Well, I'm sure that this is just this is Microsoft's problem. I don't even this might even tie into like Bungie versus Microsoft because mm-hmm. it was a deal. It sounded like Bungie and Mario and, Donald, yep. and then so, it continued. Once and when Microsoft, Microsoft hurts them, they're like, mm-hmm. "We're not going to pay attention to that." Even though, hey, this was Bungie and Mario Donald's deal. You this deal goes. You bought it, so you know what I mean? Exactly. It doesn't just erase. So now it's Microsoft and Bungie's deal is what it sounds like. But Marty O'Donnell's like, hey, I'm going to, maybe Bungie, maybe Marty could sue, well, I guess he's suing Microsoft because Microsoft's doing whatever they want to do with it. But now, oh, I guess they own the Halo franchise, so it's no longer Bungie's problem unless this brings Bungie. I I don't know. It sounds like it's just a mess. And then, so Microsoft also continued to do a music compilation um anime version films Dude, video yes, projects and there's sure. no monetary tie to the music that's at all great. according that to that would drive me nuts right so i don't know that's all going on I, I i'm still trying to wrap my brain around how that would go now with playstation buying them out i i don't know i'm trying to wrap my brain around that but this was actually like the meat and potatoes of the story but I do strongly urge you to go and check out the article on Eurogamer because there is really so much more to the story and so much to unpack. This there, is like so. an attorney's dream right here. Like, oh, right. sweet. I can't Except the attorneys that were there when yeah. they said, here, explain it. No, we still don't get it. Let's yeah. not worry about it. Well, this is, this is the <laughs> Again, there. this is alleged. <laughs> this is actually our first day here. So we're just kind of observing. <laughs> but uh, wow, that's, I love his music. I mm-hmm. love their Mario music. Dome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'll hear it. I'm like, oh, so yeah. good, so good. Uh, I, in my perfect world, I would love for him to do the music for Destiny. But yeah, they're suing him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Tom, do you remember that game Until Dawn? Mm-hmm. Well, there's... Uh, sounds, like, sounds like they're going to make a remake. I mean, they remade Alan Wake, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, People are saying they've heard from several different sources uh, that Supermassive Games is working on a remake of Until Dawn. Uh, so this would be great. This is for the current gen that's going right now. So hopefully we'll hear a little bit more on that. Um, they, When they made that game, it was such a special game. And they weren't able to replicate that because the, the next one they did was like uh, some on-rail shooter for VR. And I'm like, dude, come on, make another game like that. That was such a cool premise. Or They should make Scary Movie the game because that's pretty much what it was like. How would... So are they going to do it without the... Camera? Yeah. 
Probably, yeah. The camera was just a perk. Like, if you have the camera, it's extra cool. But if you don't, don't worry about it. But it's just going to be a remake, so maybe they'll just polish it up a bit. And I kind of want something new. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And what about that guy, that <laughs> the actor that did uh, Re- Rem? Remy, what's his uh, name? Yeah, his name is uh, Remy. Le- 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 I don't know. I can't remember his name. But he played uh, Freddie Mercury on yeah. the Queen uh, Lemek, Le- I don't know, whatever. That sounds familiar. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, Metal Slug Awakening. A new Metal Slug game is coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. It's been announced. Um, so I guess this uh, Metal Slug Awakening, it was previously known as Metal Slug Project J. And it was confirmed for iOS and Android. So I guess they said, hey, it's going to come out on PlayStation 4 and 5, which is great because I don't like phone games. There's only one phone game that I play, and that's Pokemon's Go. I was like, which one? Actually, <laughs> I don't even play that game anymore. I'm kind of burnt out. I'm kind of burnt. I play a little bit just to kind of support the family. But well, it's I, like Tom going, put something in the gym. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. I just thought, hey, I mean, if you want the coins, put something in the gym. If not, then, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, here's some good news. Gran Turismo Sport Players... Uh, their data will be transferred on Gran Turismo 7. I I don't play racers, but I would imagine that's a cool thing. If you can, you know, all your progress, your all everything that you've earned carries over. So Polyphony Digital has confirmed that select Gran Turismo Sport player data will be migrated over to upcoming Gran Turismo 7 automatically, which is kind of weird. My, my brain is going, Gran Turismo 7 is coming out? It usually takes like six to seven years after the console comes out for Gran Turismo to come out. But yeah, it's coming out in March. So huh. Kaz Yamauchi is finally uh, it's coming on time. Uh, the, the process will begin on Tuesday, February 15th uh, at regular intervals. And your stats will be available in Gran Turismo 7 when it launches on March 4th. However, there may be some delays uh, owing to transfer times. Uh, and it says data will be carried over, including driver rating, sportsmanship rating, liveries. I don't know what that is. Like, maybe that's like drive I don't know. Car, helmet, suits, decals, uh, scrapes, race photos, and replays will not be transferred. So your scrapes, race photos, and replays will not be transferred over. Uh, so there you go. Ton? Awesome. Well, I do have a really good one talking about Platinum Games. So Hideki Kamiya says that Bayonetta 3 has its own colors and new types of gameplay. He was, he was okay, he was really proud that in trying to trick us when he sh- they showed the trailer back in September, he yes. said, at the beginning of the trailer, viewers might have been confused about what game it was for. No. And I know that's I when I was confused, like, no. no. <laughs> and then we introduced some enemies and it was still kept unclear. No. And then Bayonetta <laughs> appeared. I think the fact that we were able to pull off this misdirection in the trailer <laughs> shows that the new game has its own color. Bayonetta 3 looks a little different, and it includes some new types of gameplay, so I hope players will find it fresh. We knew. Yeah, yeah. We the, knew. It, it, platinum has a look. Yeah, Like, you could style. see the game and go, oh, that's Platinum. I know mm. it's Platinum. So. Yeah. And then he also mentioned that fans were worried that uh, working with Nintendo meant that they would have a big say, say on what's... Um, on what made its way into the game and Nintendo? 
that he mentioned that fans were worried about that. That's what we talked about because we're like, now that the the climate has definitely changed. Yeah. Things are different now. Right. Everyone can kind of feel it. So I was, we were all wondering when we saw it, like, hey, she's not naked. You know, when her hair comes off, her mm-hmm. clothing is her hair. Mm-hmm. So when she forms into her little dragon, whatever, uh, the whatever hair comes creature. off uh-huh. of her body. So and you forms see her it. naked. And this time it didn't happen, right? No, it didn't. I'm trying to remember and, how it happened, but it wasn't the and hair we, and she was already, yeah, she was dressed. So, And, and we thought they're, being, they're playing safe because Twitter. If Twitter can take down Joe Rogan, Twitter can take down Hideki Kamiya. <laughs> yeah, so Kamiya-san confirmed that that is far from the case. He said that Nintendo didn't place any restrictions on them in terms of creative expression and reaffirmed that it will be a very Bayonetta-esque Bayonetta game. Hell yeah. And um, he also confirmed that Nintendo costumes that were seen in Bayonetta 2 will not be making a comeback in Part 3. And that's simply because it's like a been there, done that type of vibe and that it wouldn't be fun to repeat themselves every time. So, I mean, it doesn't mean that we won't see it in Bayonetta 4, but that's just kind of me jumping ahead. I, love, I don't <laughs> care about Bayonetta 2 clothing. Bayonetta 1 clothing was my favorite. I didn't no, like... No, the, the Mario, the, the whole ni- Nintendo-themed stuff. Oh, uh, I don't remember that. I didn't really play all of Bayonetta 2. Mm. So. That's cool. That's it. That's... I cannot wait. And that's a game. Vote with your wallet. Give Platinum Games all your money. Because we would not have that game it was if it wasn't for Nintendo. Well, maybe Microsoft would have jumped in. Because I know that Kamiya really wants to redo that one. That they canceled Scalebound. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about it on the oh, last yeah. podcast. So that won't be fun. Uh, so Valve, that Steam Deck is coming out. I think it's next week, right? What's next weekend? Oh, yeah, because they're going to bring our dishwasher. Oh, so are they? The Steam Deck will be released. <gasps> that so, day? What um, day? The 26th is when they're going to bring the dishwasher. No, I don't care about that. <laughs> what day does the Steam Deck? <laughs> That's more important. I think the Steam Deck comes out. Oh, not this Friday, next Friday. In March? February, oh, wait. Yeah, you're February, right. You're right. Yeah. And they're coming to install our dishwasher window. Next we're Saturday, on that. I think. Okay. So uh, we were on that topic. <laughs> you know what's cool is do you remember the PlayStation 5 when people were making the covers for them and Sony was going after them? Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to sue you. We're going to cease yeah. and desist. Well, Valve, big ups to uh, Gabe Newell. Massive respect. Valve releases Steam Deck CAD files so we can print three, 3D printed shells oh, ourselves. Wow. Nice. And they said, we're looking forward to seeing what the community creates. Look at you, Valve. Oh, my goodness. If, if For the record, if Gabe <laughs> Newell was here, I would give him an Eskimo kiss. <laughs> I would. I would. So Valve has released the CAD files for the Steam Deck to enable players to print their own 3D shells, making them available under a Creative Commons license. Valve said, hello, good news uh, hello. for all the tinkerers, modders, accessory uh, manufacturers, or folk who just want to 3D print a Steam Deck to see how it feels. Aw, I want a fake Steam Deck. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're making the CAD files for external shells, uh, Surface Topology, is that, yeah, I guess that's how, of Steam Deck available for download under a creative Typology? Common t- topology. Oh, weird. It's like Prince's album. Mixology, but topology. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> uh, this includes an STP model, STL model, mm-hmm. and drawings. 
DWG for reference. So that is the coolest freaking thing. I can you we're going to see NES ones, we're going to see SNES ones, GameCube ones. I cannot wait. And that you can sell them. Make them and create them on on yeah. Etsy or Mercari or eBay. That'll be fun. Imagine a customized one like let's say you know you're a big Twitch streamer and you're like this is my name. I would love want my name on it like on the back of it. If you lose it, someone's like, "Oh, we know whose that is." That's Gusto's Steam Deck. I don't know why I can't imagine, even though I know... Holding it or what? No, like how 3D printing looks. I know it looks good, but for some reason, I think of, you know, that 3D pen? Yes. That does it all like... like crappy. Yeah. <laughs> like, was it when we were little and they're like decorations? I don't know why I remember bunnies like that. And it's like holes in between the... Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm thinking of those. Like, it looks like styrofoam, but it's not styrofoam. It's like a plastic. It was mm -hmm. like decorations when we were little. And that's what I think of when you tell me 3D printing. I'm like, I know it would look good, but in my brain, I can't I can't comprehend how it's going to look. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's so cool that Valve is doing that. Mm -hmm. Sony, if you're listening, come on, buddy. I think we need a 3D printer now. I know. I was kind of thinking of that. I would like to make a little trinkets and stuff mm -hmm. uh so guys elden ring minimum pc requirements have been revealed according to from software playing elden rings at the lowest preset needs a gtx 1060 at minimum while the gtx 1060 is a gpu from three generations earlier in nvidia's architecture it's still powerful uh graphics card um oh it's still a, gra a powerful graphics card and we don't uh, usually see it in a minimum minimum spec uh, even in recent games. So that's kind of nice, right, that they did that. Um, mm -hmm. So it's showing uh, Windows 10 or 11, 64-bit processor, an Intel Core i5, 8400, or AMD Ryzen 3, 3300. Memory, 12 gigs, at least 12 gigs. Uh, graphics, uh, GTX 1060, uh, 3 gigabyte. Or an AMD Radon RX 850 with 4 gigabytes of RAM. Um, DirectX version 12. And at least 60 gigs of storage. So, um, I really don't know if... I've never played one of those games in one of those slower PCs. But um, hopefully everyone's computer runs it. I have one last one, Ton. This is one a rumor. Ton. So... These are two things that are terrible for you, okay? Sonic 2 Happy Meal <laughs> toys are coming soon. Happy Meals are terrible for you, and so is Sonic. But it's been <laughs> almost two decades since Sonic and friends have been part of a McDonald's Happy Meal promotion. But it looks like Sonic will be returning to the Golden Arches very soon. Yesterday, several images hit Twitter showing three out of six Sonic 2 Happy Meal toys. Tails... Knuckles, or other, he's known as Moose Knuckles also, and a yet unknown Eggman robot. The images were quickly taken down due to a copyright claim. And uh, so, I don't know if I should tell you guys to beware, or... <laughs> I have zero comment about that. <laughs> well, what I do want to say is that Evidently, some Florida man thinks that Sonic is absolutely amazing, and he thought, you know, he would go into a bank armed, wearing a Sonic the Hedgehog mask, and um, <laughs> yeah. So, 
Armed Florida man tries to rob a bank wearing a Sonic the Hedgehog mask. He had a hit. He had, it was said that he had hit the teller's window with a hammer several times, demanding <laughs> cash. Um, it would have been funny if it was Amy because she has that hammer. Oh so my had Amy gosh. mask, he was hitting it with a hammer. I, what What's crazy about this <laughs> is. I didn't even see the picture until now. Did you see the picture? Yes. Oh my god! You, you you know what would be gold? What what mask is that? No, that has to be like it, like from the nineties. This could be. It looks like awful. Genius marketing for Sega. Maybe this is the premise no. to their new game. Oh God, no! Stop. No, you know what would be, what would be hilarious and awesome if the guy had like a hundred gold coins in his pocket and he threw them up in the air. And when the cops let's say stop and they shoot him. He grabs the coins and throws them like, you know, when Sonic dies? Well, he hasn't been caught yet. Wow. So he's still on the run? Well, it's so it says that uh, what he was wearing and everything, everyone's safe, nothing was taken, and the local police are on it. Um, <laughs> and they, it says police attempted to hunt the individual down, even enlisting the use of a helicopter on the pursuit. But It sounds like a Sonic game. It doesn't say anything after that. And the thing is, is that he was armed. So that's the scary part. And and I know for them, it was not a funny situation, scary oh. situation. But I'm like, a Sonic mask. If he had red shoes on, those red oh soaps, my gosh. that would be gold. I would love it. He's running around like in the speed of sound. Oh, jeepers. <laughs> uh, what, one last thing really quick, guys. Uh, that was some great Sonic to- news, Ton. Maybe they should look for him at McDonald's. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so uh, Nintendo Direct, it came out, and um, they showed the new Kirby, Forgotten yes. Lands. He kind of um, wraps around a car, which is kind of weird That looking. was weird, because it's like you're supposed to swallow it uh, he actually, or suck it in. and Yeah. <laughs> suck it in. But uh, Epic Yarn, he just turns into a car when you push forward, forward. Yeah, yes. well, that's different. He's yarn. I mean, this just looks weird. It looks like a hat yeah. for the car, or like a car cover. That's oh. what it looks like. <gasps> they should sell pink car covers oh, that, would that be look legit. like Oh, that would be so legit. We got to um, do it, Gusso. I have the, the cricket. We'll get we sued. Cease and desist. Nintendo will come after us. They'll sue us like Bowser. Just kidding. I'm not going to make one. We'll be in secretly. a cell next to Bowser. Secretly, I need you to look for a pink <laughs> cover for me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think for the record... Uh, Kirby's uh, Forgotten World is going to be like a kid's game, like super easy. You're not going to die. And we're going to be like, this is so boring, but it's adorable. Well, I mean, Epic Yarn was was easy, but it was so fun. I loved it. It was disgustingly adorable. Uh, So one of the biggest announcements from Mario Kart was DLC for Mario Kart. Dude, we called this. I've been on this Mario Kart like crazy. I don't know. I've been on, I had this Mario Kart fix and I've just been playing it nonstop, meeting up with people and we're just racing. And now DLC, they're going to give out like 48 courses for $24.99. We're so lucky that they didn't say, hey, it's only available if you get our Switch online expansion pack. That would have mm-hmm. sucked. That would have sucked bad. But luckily, I'm going to buy this for $24.99 and uh, I cannot wait. Cannot. I cannot wait. Uh, they announced Chrono Cross. Uh, the Radical Dreamer Edition. They announced Fire Emblem Warriors. That's like that Musou game. Raygami will get it. Earthbound comes to Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which I thought of Lupak immediately mm-hmm. when they showed that. 
but that was, I think that was pretty much, oh, dude, oh, dude, Mario Kart Strikers. Oh, yeah, that's right. That, that was another was something else. Dude, that strikers. Is, that's the one we've been asking for. For years. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> crazy amount of years. But I was really expecting to see Persona. I was like, they're going to, you know, they're going to announce. Yeah. Uh, a new Persona. Persona 4 Golden. Yeah, they'll, they'll announce it, trust they me. They are, but I figured it would have been February. Because uh, I was just thinking like the Take Your Heart edition for Catherine that released in February for Valentine's Day. So I was just kind of like, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be not this next podcast, but the podcast after will be announcing Persona 4 Golden for the Switch. We won't be announcing 4. it. We'll be relaying the information from the announcement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll announce it and it'll happen, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, kidding. we'll announce it today. Guys, on the twenty, the Sunday for the twenty sixth, twenty seventh, <laughs> we're announcing Persona. It's actually the twenty seventh. It will announce it. We're announcing it now. It's coming on the twenty seventh. Uh, guys, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter now, Gusto underscore UFO. Also on Twitch, Gusto underscore UFO. You can also follow me at home if you see me driving by. Tom, where can they find you? I love doing that too. <laughs> I'm I'm on places. I am, but I just don't use it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe I'll use it. Who knows? Yeah. Also, we do have a Discord where we all... This isn't for the weak heart. This is for the hardcore gamers that really, really like this stuff. Like, little more than the average person. Uh, somewhat fanatical. But you can find us there. Uh, and if you follow us, you can find out where the secret, not-so-secret overground Discord is. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Introvert Supercast. You all have a great week, and keep gaming.